Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're talking about the healing properties of red aventuring, a crystal for passion and perseverance. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Esther, and Esther says, First of all, I just want to say I love the podcast and the videos. I love learning more each week, and I really like the way the newer episodes are set up with the listener questions and trending this week. Well, thanks, Esther. I appreciate that. Esther goes on to say, I was wondering about essential oils and crystals. Should you always work with the companion aromas or does it really matter? When I start a meditation session, I often pick an aroma, but my crystals could be more specific to the issue I'm dealing with at the moment and might not have anything to do with the essential oil I've chosen. What are your thoughts? Esther, this is a great question. So in my opinion, working with essential oils along with your crystals is completely optional. For many people that may have fragrance sensitivities, allergies, or that kind of thing, working with oils might not be an option at all. The other thing about essential oils is that good quality oils can be prohibitively expensive. And thinking about getting an oil to go along with each and every crystal that you have in your toolkit would be quite daunting, especially if you don't plan to work with it in any other way. In my Healing Properties blog post, I always give a companion herb or essential oil as well as a flower, and I share this information so that you have an idea of oils that may be compatible with the crystals that you're working with if you'd like to incorporate that into ritual, ceremony, or healing work, but you absolutely do not have to use these things along with your crystals, just like if you're working with just essential oils, you wouldn't have to use stones as well. This is about connecting with the tools that feel most supportive for the work that you're doing. And these don't always have to be physical. On this show, we often talk about connecting with the energies of the moon, with the different seasonal cycles, and maybe most important of all, with your intention. So I hope that helps answer your question, Esther. I really appreciate your taking the time to ask it. Thank you so much. And again, if you have a question you'd like for me to answer for you about crystals or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com ask. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Maybe you want to deepen your personal spiritual practice by connecting more deeply to your stones, 
or maybe you're already working with crystals, but you want to learn some more advanced energy healing techniques. Wherever you're at on your crystal journey, the Love & Light School's CCH program can help you become the confident and intuitive crystal healer you know you can be. Are you ready to listen to the nudges from the universe and take the next steps on your crystal journey? Our CCH program is here to support you every step of the way. I want to do something a little unorthodox and share something really special with you. Um, you know, quite frequently I get asked about how I got into crystals and why crystal healing is so important to me. Why am I so passionate about it? And it really has been almost a lifelong journey for me. But I thought I would share something that I've created that kind of answers these questions and encapsulates my passion for crystals. So about three months ago, when I returned to work after a long break after surgery that I had this autumn, I was thinking a lot about my soul purpose, my soul calling, and why I feel so passionate about crystals and crystal healing. And I decided to make a video. And I have to tell you, I am pretty proud of it. I'm really happy with the way that it came out because I did this myself. This was purely something that I did to answer my own questions about why I do what I do, about walking my soul path and finding my soul calling. And I'm so thrilled with this video and how it turned out. And I decided that I wanted to share it with everyone. I, I wanted to share this moment in time that really kind of captured the way I was feeling about the work that I do. And I've put the video up as the video of the homepage. So if you head over to loveandlightschool.com and you scroll just below the header, you'll see a video there and it's about a five minute video, but it really exhibits, I think, the way that crystals make me feel. And so I would like to play the audio portion of that video here for you on the podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. But if you want to see the full thing in its beautiful glory, again, head over to loveandlightschool.com and check out the video right there on the homepage just below the header. If you love crystals as much as I do, I know that you will enjoy this video. But without hyping it up too much, which maybe it's already too late for that, I'd like to play you the audio portion that I recorded that kind of talks about my passion for crystals. What is it about crystals that captures our attention? Why do they captivate us? Why do we connect with them the way that we do? Their sparkle, their vibrant colors, and the way that they make us feel is something truly magical. For many of us, we may even have a specific memory of the first time we connected with a stone. 
whether it was picking up a smooth pebble on the beach or feeling deeply called to a certain crystal. These memories stir something within us. I want to invite you to take a moment to pause and really think about that experience. That moment in time when you first connected with crystals. Allow yourself to feel into that moment with an open heart and think about how it's helped shape who you are in this moment right now. Think about how this connection with a stone may have been deeper and more meaningful than you first realized. Crystals are magical, and the act of working with them, connecting with them, is an act of healing in itself. And their magic is available to all of us. Crystals, it seems, have a very special way of calling us back to the earth back to nature itself. And I am so grateful that crystals called to me. You see, I think crystals find us, not the other way around. I think that some of us have a very deep connection to the earth and that crystals seek us out, connect with us, and help us return to the things that truly matter. It's the moments of stillness with our crystals that can help us find calm in the chaos of life, to discover new ways of being, and ultimately sometimes, if we're really fortunate, we may even find ourselves in the process. Working with crystals has helped awaken something within me, something that I always knew was there, but I didn't quite know how to find it. My purpose, my path, my soul's calling, my crystals help me find magic in the mundane. And I hope that if you make time to connect with your stones, that you'll find that stillness and that little bit of magic that leads you to your soul's calling too.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it spoke to you. Again, if you do want to see that video, head over to loveandlightschool.com. You can check it out on the homepage. Now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today, the healing properties of red aventurine, a crystal for passion and perseverance. So red aventurine is a variety of massive quartz or cryptocrystalline quartz with inclusions of lapidolite mica and sometimes even hematite that add a bit of sparkle and magic to this gorgeous stone. So if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I always like to start these healing properties episodes with a message from the crystal, a little affirmation to go along with your crystal work. And here's what came through for Red Aventuring. I tap into my inner fire to enhance my creativity motivation, and passion. Now, red aventurine is great for enhancing creativity and it also instills the motivation that you need to pursue your passions fully. It really does stoke your inner fire and the red aventurine itself almost looks like burning embers with its deep red color and the way that it kind of sparkles and twinkles. But the stone also facilitates an appreciation for beauty and really encourages you to let your inner beauty shine forth as well as helping you become more aware of the beauty that surrounds you, finding the beauty in each moment, in each day. It's an excellent crystal for promoting self-reflection to help you with deep healing. It's also great for enhancing ceremonial magic and ritual. It's kind of this amazing amplifier. So having it in your space or on your person, in your pocket, something like that, while you're doing any kind of ritual or ceremony is a great way to keep you grounded because of the hematite inclusions as well as to amplify the work you're doing because this is a quartz-based mineral and keep you really clear-headed and focused on the present moment because of that lapidolite and lithium that it contains. This is also an excellent stone for encouraging clear communication, and it's known by modern crystal healers to increase protective energy. It's great for energetic shielding and protection. This crystal also enhances feelings of confidence and courage, and it encourages self-love and facilitates self care. And I mean deep, true self-care work. It's also a great stone for calling in abundance and prosperity energy and can help facilitate consistent engagement in your spiritual practice. So if you find yourself kind of getting swept up by the day-to-day and not making time and space for connecting with your spiritual side, for doing the things that are important to you, then this is a great companion crystal. It also enhances your determination and perseverance and is a great stone for helping you stick with things, especially new routines and habits that you're trying to build. And it can assist with helping to stir you to useful action when you're feeling overwhelmed. It's also great for facilitating personal healing and it helps rebalance energy leaks and stop those leaks from happening. So if you have an area of your aura that is leaking energy, kind of the opposite of stagnant energy. It just helps slow things down enough to prevent that energy from being drained. Finally, red aventuring can support you as you tune into yourself to better understand how you're feeling emotionally and why you're feeling that way. So if you tend to kind of get 
swept up by your emotion or shut down when you start to feel emotional because you just don't quite understand how to process, this is a great companion to support you. Now, red aventurine really ranges from a medium to dark pinkish red with sparkly flecks that are caused by the inclusions of mica, in this case, lipidolite mica. It connects with the zodiac signs of Taurus, Gemini, Virgo, and Cancer, and with the earth and fire elements. A great companion flower to use alongside red aventurine is yarrow, and an excellent companion essential oil is cassia. For a companion crystal or stone, I really recommend holly blue agate. Red aventurine is commonly found in Brazil as well as Tanzania, and I want to talk about this a little bit. Aventurine sometimes contains small bits of pyrite or hematite. We do often see hematite in red aventurine, and it can also contain, as I mentioned earlier, lipidolite. It's also commonly misspelled and mispronounced as red aventurine, A-V-A-N instead of A-V-E-N, or, and this is one of my pet peeves, red adventurine with a D, A-D-V. And that's actually an incorrect spelling, but you see it really commonly. Now, one thing that I really want to touch on here, this stone is often mistaken for strawberry quartz, but true strawberry quartz is actually quartz with inclusions of pink rutile. And you see it in this very, very fine fibrous inclusion that is slightly pink, whereas red aventurine gets its color and sparkle from the mica inclusions or lipidolite mica, as well as sometimes that hematite. So although red aventurine is now very commonly sold as strawberry quartz, to the point where this really has become a secondary name for this stone, it shouldn't be confused with the original authentic strawberry quartz that gets its color and shine from rutile. I've also seen red aventurine being sold under the trade names tansberry quartz or cherry tangerine, all kind of names like this. This does get a little confusing because a lot of the more fruity names for crystals like cherry quartz and that sort of thing are actually artificial. They're man-made, human-created stones. But tansberry quartz and cherry tangerine, as far as I can tell, appear to just be red aventurine that comes from Tanzania and has a deep reddish plum-like color. So does that mean it's fake strawberry quartz? Not exactly. It's just a case where the same trade name got applied to more than one stone, which does create a little bit of confusion. The Crystal Healing Certification Program is coming soon. Want to know more? For info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com. that is it for our main topic for today. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. And if you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. 
You can also subscribe at loveandlightschool.com slash listen. See everywhere that the podcast is streamed so you never miss a future episode. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at Love and Light School. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.